What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Finance for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wren. Join me as we dig into what it looks like for physicians to begin using their finances as a tool to live better lives. You can learn more about our resources at financeforphysicians.co. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, guys. Hope you're having a great day. I'm excited to share my conversation I recently had with Dr. Amir Dallas-Diaz. We're going to be talking about what I would consider one of the best opportunities many of us have to really take control back in your life professionally and, you know, potentially move away from some of the burnout that's that's commonly happening, and that's physician entrepreneurship. Dr. Diaz has been through this herself. She's started practices, uh, medical practices. She's, she sold them. She has started entertainment business even, and has recently started a practice in um, innovative medicine and has has a business where she helps lead helps physicians and facilitates a mastermind group, which if, you, if you're not aware of what a mastermind group is, you know, that's a fantastic way to kind of move this direction. So you'll definitely get something out of that. She also has a, uh, a podcast called Design Your Physician Life where she helps, uh, you know, throw out nuggets uh, along the lines of physician entrepreneurship. So she definitely has worked in this area and has experienced it herself. And I think you're going to, you know, get some takeaways. And at the end, she even shares a a few specific action items to help you start making progress towards that, if that's the direction that, you know, you want to go in your life. So excited to share that. And without further ado, let's jump into it right now. Hello, everyone. I am uh, excited to be joined by my guest, Dr. Mirdales Diaz today, and we're going to be talking about physician entrepreneurship, which I love as a topic. I'm an entrepreneur myself. Dr. Diaz is an entrepreneur and has been through many, many different experiences. So we're going to get into all that sort of uh, experiences and what that looks like to be a physician entrepreneur. Uh, But before we jump in, Dr. Diaz, I'd love it if you could give our listeners just kind of a brief background about your story, kind of how you got where you are today. Well, thanks a lot for having me on the program. I'm so excited to be here. I know that you work a lot with physicians struggling with this precise topic, entrepreneurship and finances, and that's what we've been doing. And we have what we call the Physician Entrepreneur Exclusive Maxalur Mastermind. And I created that because of my experience, as we discussed before, I've been through different entrepreneurial endeavors myself. And at some point we discovered not too far, you know, not too long ago, we discovered this concept of mastermind where you basically meet to talk about one topic and to advance, to acquire momentum for whatever your entrepreneurship or, you know, your, your activities. And we decided to do that for physicians because as a physician, I'm truly concerned about what's happening in healthcare in terms of burnout uh, we have physicians committing suicide 300 to 400 a year. That's three to four medical classes. And I've been burned out myself. I've experienced burnout. And through entrepreneurship, we found that to be a great tool to get us out of, of that and then, you know, get regain control and remain in control of our physicians' lives. So that's why we have our podcast, Design Your Physician Life. So we give physician-specific top uh, tips on how they can regain that. And then our mastermind where we meet for six months. So First, you know, when since I was very little, I was always like 
entrepreneurial. Like when I was at seven years old, my father's had businesses and I was always wanting to sell out of their businesses, like the children's boutique. And they have many different things going on. They had, besides the children's boutique, they have an ice cream parlor and I would love to go there and take care of the clients. And I'm telling you, like I was already like only seven years old when I was doing these things. And then through my life, I was always like so happy when I was working. And I don't know that that's something that I had in me. And I always visualized when I had my my job as a physician to have my office out of the example of my pediatrician. My pediatrician, you would go to his office and he was so happy. And, and they were really entrepreneurs, him and his partner. And that whole concept of ownership and, and taking care of the of your clients, in our case, our patients, was always really you know dear to me. So when it came the time for me to have our, our clinic. I say our because um, my husband helped me do that clinic. By that time, I had already been designing pain clinics. I'm an interventional pain physician out of anesthesiology. And um, then we had our clinics. We developed them. We won prices for them. And eventually we successfully sold it so that we could take care of our family as our growing family you know, just trying to take advantage of, oh, I'll just be a doctor for now, let somebody else deal with the business so I can have time for my family. But, you know, it's been seven years of that. And I truly learned that really that's not me. So we're back. Um, in the interim, we had other clinics. We had another uh, anti-aging clinic. And then we had a um, an entertainment business. I own songs and we were on TV and media tour with our artists. And then we decided just for us to be the talent. And now the latest project besides our uh, mastermind for physicians is really that we're putting together an innovative center, innovative medicine wellness center here in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. It sounds like you've had a lot over the years and have experienced quite a, and that's entrepreneurship. I think of quintessential, it sounds like you're an entrepreneur from a very, very early age. And some people kind of notice that early or see that they have the gift and kind of pour into that. But I'm curious if especially being someone like you are, do you think people are kind of either an entrepreneur or they're not, or do you think anyone has that in them? What are your thoughts on that? You know, one of the things that we've studied is about mindset and I think everything can be really taught, right? We are taught to be physicians and you might not want these responsibilities in one way, but you want some other things. So you might want to have a good experience for your patient, or you might want your your patients, or, or, or you have an idea and, and that comes to you. And I think it can be learned on how to do that, like everything. We learn medicine. We are not born physicians. We know that we're healers for the most part. We don't know how to do it, so we learn that. So I think anybody can learn entrepreneurship like medicine, the same way that we invested time learning all those things that took us to the point where we are as physicians today, mm -hmm. you still have to learn a lot of things to be an entrepreneur. And the fact that as a little child, I was so excited about all these things doesn't mean that I'm really an entrepreneur because I didn't know about finance. I didn't know about how to get money or get loans or get paid this and that and develop products. So it's it, these things can be taught. Obviously, you have the people who have the tendency, oh, I would, you know, who are more in their spirit, a little bit more restless about what they want to do and, and more defined. But I think is as physicians, if we're physicians, we can learn entrepreneurship and it's a great tool to really regain and, and remain in control of our physician lives. Tell me about that. I'm I'm curious about regaining control because I think that's a lot of the issue behind burnout and 
and and and the ch- the challenge in the career and it's like i got into medicine i because i love it but now i'm hating my my work can you talk about that that regaining control aspect well when we have our physicians come and um, i i was there myself we feel like we have so many people in between our plans our thoughts that we have for that patient and that patient the experience the the, the physician patient experience is really lost so we have no control nowadays between the expectations from government, insurance, um, hospitals, and and all these other costs and and things that are putting you've been trained to do something, and then you get there and you have so many obstacles to do them that when you get through entrepreneurship, you're it. You're the the head of the vessel, and then you're doing it. And now, what we find is that you're able to be a physician for pleasure, you know, for joy. You're not a physician for need. And that's what we've we've been trying to do. And then regaining control is when you um, talk about the definition of happiness, the things that make people happy, one of them is to have significance and control of what they do in their lives and contribution. So this is this is how the tool that we've identified that really gives physicians that that sort of freedom again. And then you once you learn this concepts and it's hard to go back so you're able to regain control of your life and then you're able to remain in control of your physician life mm-hmm. yeah i think back we had an ep- a prior episode where my friends doc- dr brown's both their last name is brown they're married couple um but they were really kind of burned out in, in primary care and mainly because it was not how they saw ideally medicine being practiced um, that was their number one issue. And that drove them to explore. And they're not, they would not consider themselves like natural entrepreneurs, but that like drove them to consider alternatives or solutions or whatever. And they explored and found concierge medical practices and kind of started going down that route and then basically started their own practice from scratch where they could, you know, have practice medicine on their terms. And now they're like, you know, five years later, as happy as could be in their medical practice, like, you know, I can't imagine, you know, even retiring. So it's, it's kind of a, it has become the solution to their burnout is actually starting into business for themselves. And I'm sure that's a lot of people's stories. And yes, and we have them in our, in our uh, mastermind. So you can find entrepreneurship within the medical practice, which is ideal for many. You know, we still want to remain doctors. You can also find entrepreneurship by becoming, for example, a real estate investor. Like we have many physicians who have, as examples, who come as coaches to our practice and they decided that they wanted to invest. They didn't want to really be in the part of doing so much of the work. So they found uh, passive income through real estate investments, like syndications and and things like that. And they become an entrepreneur that way. And you have to have your own company. You have to learn about the loss of that and the taxes and and the benefits. And so you really have to learn that aspect and you're an entrepreneur like that. So you can be your, and then when they come back to be physicians, you know, they don't have to worry about the income that the physician life will give them. So they will be happier going to work like, all these obstacles we have, that's okay. It doesn't matter because I know I have something that I can live out of, right? By achieving financial independence and ideally financial freedoms through these other investments, then you can do that. There's some other physicians who also find it, you know what? Let's, I'm just going to completely step out of medicine 
but still use my physician skills and they might be, want to become coaches, directly coaches for different sorts of topics. Like I'm a coach right now for, for um, physician entrepreneurs and, and that's what they want to do. And then some want to do a combination or, or outside. And some might find that they decided to invent the greatest next thing in, in medicine in terms of devices and, and they learn how to get money and get investors and, and do all that, that process. So, it's it's been uh, the stories are amazing for how you can get that control back like your friends dr browns did how do you start to find that or how do you start that path well some people know what they want already what i see is that many of our of our um max or mastermind members they're really so burnt out like you're you're numb with the pain of this and you get lost so you have to really do some work one of the things that we do is that we try to define the vision and try to find you. We go through a series of exercises where you find your vision. We treat you, we treat your life as you would treat a business, you know, like trying to find the meaning, the, the mission, defining your mission, your vision, and then defining your why. Because if people tell you, oh, you have to find your why, but you are so like, you cannot think to find what's this why they're talking to me mm -hmm. about, right? Yeah, what do you mean? So we go through a, <laughs> why, why are you talking? So we go through a series of exercises to define first the things that you would like lead your life. Like you want to live your life based on what? So we go through that exercise and then let's go through your day. Let's define that and let's define what you want out of life. And then once you know that, then we go into the different things that are your interests. Maybe you have an idea and you haven't explored it before. Maybe you already have a business, but you're kind of stuck. Maybe you want to learn a different skill. And then that's when we get into those. But you really have to work on defining these things before being successful because there's not going to be base. One of the things that I found out when I was burned out is that you're so tired, you want something to happen. And one of the things that you might want to get to is that, I don't care what it is. I'll just add it onto my life and I'll see if it works. But it's not going to work if you don't have like a solid plan, a solid base. And in medicine, we have all that. Like we've we've been trained for so many years. So that's there, that, that solid, solid base is there of knowledge. But we don't necessarily have the entrepreneurial concept. For example, somebody might come to you and say, as a doctor, do you want to be medical director for this? And then you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so tired of this. This thing on the side could give me some extra money and then I could get out of it. But do you really know what medical directorship would entail? Mm -hmm. And still it's not your business, still not that. So we get all these things. So we have to, to define that first. And then you get to to see what things you want to do and you can do and you can be successful at. Yeah, we have uh, a lot of, you mentioned real estate. A lot of people we work with bring up real estate or try or start into real estate and whether it's they start buying rental houses or, you know, syndications or there's a bunch of different flavors of real estate. But um, a lot of them struggle with it. And I like what you said about values and purpose and leading with that because I think the number one reason where they get hung up on it is like you were also saying, it's like they're adding on, especially if you're buying real estate direct owner. Like if you're buying a rental property, it's a completely new thing that gets it's added. It's a business. It's a business, yeah. One rental property should be seen as a business. So one rental property should have, should have ideally its own LLC 
for asset protection for tax purposes is a business. Then you have to see, make sure that what that rental you're buying, what the restrictions of the area are. Maybe you're going to get a rental and then they're going to suddenly say, oh, we're not accepting any of that type of rentals anymore in the area. And then you have to have your team that's going to help you so that you don't have to be with the toilet thing in the middle of the night, right? You have to right. Your- how do you deal with when they leave? What if they don't pay? Like, what's your late policy? Like, how do you have a lease? What do you do when I've gotten, I've had a, I had one rental property and then now I have none, but I've gotten the call in the middle of the night. It's like the toilet's overflowing. <laughs> so who, who handles that? And when, and then what happens when it causes marital problems because your spouse is like, this is ridiculous. You're, you're not, you don't get calls in the middle of the night to deal with the rental property when you already have a job. So I think the issue is that, well, there's a bunch of issues, but it's like adding on top of an already full plate. Like when you add stuff, you have to say no, no to other stuff. When you say yes to new stuff, you have to say no to, unless you have extra capacity. But if you're the the type of person that like all of us, that's always saying they're busy all the time. Then if you're like that, then in order for you to add a new thing, you have to say no to something else. Cause it's just like, you know, time in time out. Right. And then the values part is the other big thing. Like they don't have a passion at all. They're like, in fact, they have the reverse. They hate it. Like they, they're not interested or maybe they have really a soft spot to where they're not going to be able to collect rent or something, or they just haven't gone through the, the process like you're describing of like thinking about it. What's the purpose of it? What's my, why, what's my values? What's the values of the business and getting that right on the front end first before they even get into the business. It's just more like I did the business cause my buddy said so, you know, or, or I did it cause I, my parents did it and, and um, they made good money in it. Would you choose urology because your parents says so? I mean, right? it's common. Yeah, people do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't choose a medical specialty because your parents said so, right? You wouldn't be into OBGYN. You have or a pediatrician. These are things that, are, that deliver passion to some some extent. And any business for it to be longer lasting, you should have some sort of passion. And one of the things that uh, physicians don't know is like. Well, first, maybe your friend who has a successful house, well, they probably have a passion for it and they have the the knowledge that they have acquired somehow. Because to have a successful business, you either do it like through coaching or or experience that you've had for a long time. It It's a process. It's not that successful. The other thing is that your friends, they they chose that and maybe they didn't choose something else because they didn't like that something else. And for you to be able to choose, you know, have to know your options. And if you don't know your options and you just grab whatever comes to you, you don't know if you're really doing a good investment. You have to learn about that to be successful. And um, one thing is that nowadays more than ever, we have ways as physicians of learning these things. There's tons of people who are successful at this. So I would tell you, don't do any financial investment without knowing about it, without being coached, without really filing, finding your your basis, covering them, and then do your plan. Because these are not emergencies. It's not an emergency that you have to buy. Nobody's bleeding if you don't buy that house right now, right? And then that deal, oh, it might tell you, oh, this deal is going to be, well, you know what? The next deal is going to come. Yeah, and that's something like, oh, there's no urgency for that. Oh, but they change, the, the numbers are changing. The are just... It's better that you know what you want and you know how to do it before you you invest that that sort of money. Oh, actually, it's not an investment; it's losing your money. Right? Yeah. It's and and none of us want to do that. Uh, is there is there um, 
specific stories that you come to mind that come to mind for you of like people that are, you know, hung up and cause I, I can, I've had times in my life where I'm really, uh, overworked and I'm thinking more of the hours, you know, the, my plates full, uh, scenario. Um, and, and I know we work with some people that are in this situation. It's something, there's something about when you have, say it's your work and it, your work fits, fits 60, 50, 70 hours a week or whatever. And you have a family at home with kids and commitments that, and, and you know, you don't like it or you're burned out, but like, there's no space in your life to even start to make any progress. Like how, how do you work through that if there's no space to even, cause we know we've kind of gone through well, entrepreneurship we make space. So we make the space so we have to learn about priorities. What's the priority here? Really to get out of that situation, that burnout, because you're going to die. Either you're going to commit suicide or you're going to be so unhappy. Something bad's going to happen. You can lose your marriage. It's unsustainable. You can lose your children. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Um, I'm going to give you this example, which is like, I think, the, the wonderful example. Bariatric surgeon, female, three children, okay, with problems at home, on call, going to the hospital every single day for five years in a row no vacation. Okay. With all these challenges coming with, you know, with the, with COVID problems coming where the volumes went down and the pressures of the hospital, and then wanting to partner with people who are really not quality physicians and having a directorship of different, three different programs where uh, she started these programs, brought a lot of, in, of, um, of uh, resources for the hospital and more income and still hasn't made any extra money on those positions that she has. So she has no control over those things. Once you still remain in the community, tired. How, how can you talk to somebody who has called every single day? She has, goes to the hospital. The other day, going out, goes out to dinner, goes home to her children and gets called to the hospital, goes home back again at four in the morning to start again at eight in the morning rounding for five years. So you talk to somebody like this, they're exhausted. They, they don't know. And you have to kind of pound them and tell them, you know what? This is what you're going to do. And sometimes that's what it takes. That's what it took for this physician. And now with one hour of these meetings a week, they find out once they define what they have to do, what they can do, what the possibilities are, that you can remain, then the time will come. You will make the time. Trust me. If you're, if somebody calls you that your house is burning, you're going to make the time. You say, you know, you're going to leave everything. If something's happening to your child, you leave everything. And then you go there and this is what's happening. Our homes are burning. We're burned out. Our relationships are burned out. Our relationships with ourselves, with our family, with our friends. And we just have to make the time. If you make these commitments of one hour a week, you'll see how you make the time for the rest. And, um, then you learn where you have to prioritize. Now you learn what to say yes to and what to say no to. But it's a commitment you have to recognize. Like somebody who's sick, right? Somebody who has, a, unfortunately, somebody who has like problem with an addiction or, or a mental problem in some sort of way, which is this is mental, mental health, right? Burnout is, is mental health. Once you recognize that the problem is there, you have to seek the solution. And it has to really come from you. And then we have now the resources to do that. And then after all this is taken care of, that's when you go to Daniel. Hey, Daniel, where can I put my money? Which type of property? Is this a good deal? Because you're not going to invest in a good deal before you talk to Daniel, your, your financial advisor. And you say, can you 
and then you run the numbers by Daniel and Daniel will tell you, hey, that deal doesn't sound good. Don't invest there. Oh, this deal, please don't let this one go. This is your your time. But you have to solve all those things first. Yeah, you got to get that balance. I mean, there's never a perfect balance too. That's another thing. Like perfectionism is kind of problem in itself. That's a separate problem. But like balance, that's why I'm hesitant with the word balance because it's not really possible. <laughs> well, it's not perfect. You have, you know, like, for example, if I, do I exercise every day? Do I meditate every day? Do I... I don't. I know that I do the days that I do. And I know that it's a priority and, and you, you have to every day that comes into habits, right? And then your habits. And that's another section that, that we teach about habits and the things that you have to make you successful, but you have to be aware. These mm -hmm. things have to come where you are intentionally planning your life, intentionally planning your day. And it's not like you're going to go crazy doing the planning, but you're going to go crazy if you don't plan. Right. Yeah. You got to take a time out and, and I think even just have some silent time, you know, maybe once a week or I don't know, a little bit is key. It's like, if I take a day off of work and I'm solo by myself and no, I mean, you know, less interruptions, that's when most of the ideas start coming and you can kind of think outside your day to day, but like, taking so it, it does tie into time which is difficult because time is already kind of already in your head you're used to these commitments and so you, you have to carve it out at the end of the day right yeah but think about this do you want to be an information consumer all the time where you're consuming a movie that somebody else made a tv show that somebody else made and movie a, a news that somebody else made or whatever it is a joke whatever it is all day long or do you want to be creative for you to be creative, you need that time, space, like no, nothing. And it's not only talking about the cell phone or social media. You need time on your, you know, on your own. If it's in the shower or whatever, right, whatever. You have, you have to need some time where you can create. You cannot create if you have noise in your head all the time. And that you have to carve out. And you have to carve out time for you to get out of the hole that you cannot get, you cannot get out of the problem if the hose is right there on top of you and you're staying under that hose how are you going to dry it you're never going to get dry you're never going to get out of the problem you have to get out of yeah. there i mentioned perfectionism um i think it seems like that's common i don't know everybody's got a little bit of it in them like i have some of it in me but in medicine i think that's maybe they attract people that are perfectionist or maybe it like it's furthered in training. I don't know, but I think that makes it even more challenging possibly to go the entrepreneurship route because entrepreneurship is like failures guaranteed pretty much. Uh, you're kind of like putting yourself out there in some ways to, you know, your idea or whatever, uh, is you're putting it out in the world and, you know, there's a chance it's going to completely flop. You know, it's a combination of both things. I think as, you know, the way that we go as physicians, we develop a career that you're expected to be the best from before you, you're a doctor, right? The, the, the screening to be a physician, like you have to be so good at so many things or otherwise you won't be a physician. It starts way before from when we're very young. And that's not to say that there's people who don't have the best reasons till they make to medical school and they're like probably better physicians than anybody else. Um, but it starts from there. And then once you're in, forget it. If you make a mistake, something bad's going to happen, right? So you don't want anything bad to happen. And in terms of entrepreneurship, 
it's the same thing like you fear however it, it's like it's crazy like you have these doctor oh somebody told me uh, they purchased this home i'm gonna buy one and then just make it a rental but you know like it doesn't make sense right and then they have more work instead of just trying to really and not being afraid at that point of failing because they think that it is they see one do one teach one kind of thing too which is not in this case but perfectionism yes keeps us a lot from uh, us from doing a lot of things one of the things that i mentioned is like this is not an emergency so you can train yourself and there's a lot of teaching and resources and coaching that you can prepare yourself the same way like you did for medicine you don't have to wait as long obviously it's, it's a much quicker like for us it's six months and people are really doing great things within six months and then you can prepare yourself before you go to the failure like anything else if you do enough medicine they said that you're going to be suit right like if people is over 90 yeah. percent chance if you get into your 70 into your 60s and you're practicing medicine that at least you're going to be stood one so that's failure you know it's not failure but it's it's just something not not a good outcome you know there that that you have that in your life but um the same thing with with business yes you can fail the important thing is that if you educate and if you plan you're really going to mitigate that the losses and that's that's what we have resources and you really have just to carve that that little time out that's it yep carving the time out that's do you have specific um actions people can take that are you know you know to to kind of move maybe i'm in, in i'm doing the traditional practice grinding it out working and i'm like ah oh, i got to change this this is this is uh something's got to change something's got to give do you have specific actions that 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 type of person can take uh like i'm talking today like quick steps well first is recognizing that we all have a problem there that's if you if you don't recognize that you really need change you're not gonna be because people can say oh you know what that's okay i have all these things and i can take it and i can do it and i and i can just keep going but we really have to take like you were saying that pause and then think about ourselves first. So that would be the first thing that I would say. Number two, we're really the sum of uh, who we associate with, right? You are, you are who you are hanging out with. And if you're hanging out with people who are burned out or negative or all the time, that's the vibe that's going to surround your life. And that's how you're going to behave. So you have to really surround yourself with people that you see more successful. Maybe you see, you identify somebody around you who's happier. Uh, maybe they have that rental that's really working really well for them. But it's not just going about to get a rental because they have one. It's really asking them, ask the people around you they're really willing to help. They're really wanting to tell people nowadays what they've done that they're successful at, and they can hook you up with, with other learning opportunities so that you learn before you do. In terms of resources for physicians, like online, for example, you can go to Facebook, LinkedIn, for physicians specifically, there's quite a few groups and you can explore that. There's a lot of physicians wanting to help each other to mention some. We I belong, if, if you're a female physician, there's uh, female physician entrepreneurs is, is one group. Um, there's physician side gigs, which anybody can, you know, any physician uh, for the most part can join these type of groups. There's leverage and growth. Uh, Summit is a meeting that happens once a year. And uh, that's where I started my first 
mastermind and you can look online many is that a conference leveraging growth that's it that's a conference yeah and there's many different conferences that are happening i know white code investors is very popular and they have tons of financial topics and then they have non-financial they have like total wellness and they, they seem to cover a lot of a lot of topics there exactly and then you have uh coaches like our our coaching group is max allure mastermind is m-a-x-a-l-l-u-r-e and we get in small groups you have uh we coach small groups of 10 and we want to coach in a group because you really grow in a group but we want to coach in small groups because we want everybody to have the opportunity to participate there are some other groups that are bigger and some other uh, physicians who are really teaching and coaching for bigger. The other thing is that in our group, we have, you know, you can call it like holistic. We don't really call it holistic, but we have six pillars where we help you to really figure out your vision, get you through these steps. And then we take uh, people who have already businesses who are very successful. For example, we have this uh, particular mastermind coach. She's financially free. She she handles right now over $200 million in assets through syndication. And she did this process within less than five years, really closer to three years. And she's been on mastermind as a member and now as a, as a coach. And uh, we've talked about branding for in her case, right? So I don't have to teach her about business, but we talk about branding and then we bring an expert for branding and we help them. So it doesn't matter which stage uh, people are, they can benefit from, from the work that we do in terms of either defining what they want for change, personal change, defining their business that they want or acquiring momentum for their, their current business. So those things you can do first, identify what, uh, that you really have a problem. Yeah. These are to, to, yeah. That that's like like anything, right? It, yeah, yeah. Burnout and being in control is really a, a mental situation. Then uh, finding uh, surrounding yourself by people who are really useful, going to groups that can help you, and then considering seriously considering coaching because, unlike other things, medicine was very long to becoming a doctor. We can really help physicians within six months to have these plans and they're ready to go for whatever it is in their personal or business life. Right. And then the sky's the limit. I mean, I, I completely agree with you. And you made me think of a few things as you were going through that. It seems like, like you were saying, recognizing it is always like that first step and, and then it, committing to make a change. Um, I was, I was, um, I do volunteer work sometimes at a homeless shelter in Lexington. And I was doing it this morning, actually. That's why I'm wearing a baseball cap and a t shirt. For he's those wearing think, a baseball cap which is backwards by the way <laughs> and a t-shirt yeah. uh but anyway i was doing that this morning and uh we so i do outreach which is like we go out and talk to homeless people and try to help them come up with solutions basically so there was a guy we were talking to and he was he's addicted to drugs and went through rehab and yeah, had a you know slip up and, you know, was back on the streets because of it. But what was, um, so he was telling his story, but what was unique. So I've talked to a bunch of homeless people on the streets, but what was unique about this guy this morning is he was like, I'm ready to go. Like send me, cause the guy I'm with is like the resource guy. He's like, I'll connect you with this, uh, rehab or, you know, we can get you here. We just got to plug you in. When we find a guy like that, we, we plug him in. So that's what I've learned in it is like, 95%, you know, the majority of them are like not ready, but this guy was like on it and ready. And he's like, just, 
I, you know, I'm, I'm, I know I need to get help. I'm ready to get help. And that's what I was talking to the, the other guys I was with about it. And they're, they're like, yeah, when you get somebody like that, when they recognize it, it's just about plugging them in with the resources, which is just exactly what you were saying. You're that's the main that's the main predictor of success, right? Like once you have somebody who wants to do it, you just give them. There's something that they uh, that's mentioned that when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. That's what happens. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, and then the second part about it, I thought was interesting. It's like you. I always say it like you're the average of your five best friends. That's like a Jim Rohn quote. I don't know if you've seen that before, but yeah, you have to leave. I, 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 actually, that's another tip. Okay, before you you tell me the rest, Jim Rohn, the ultimate Jim Rohn library. So read that. Actually, it's not a reading; it's an audio audiobook. Oh so yeah, Jim Rohn everything is fantastic. Yeah. But that that's but, a good one. But the ultimate Jim Rohn library. If you do that, and you also do like reach that, pour that, those two things, then you're like fired. <laughs> that's another thing you can do right away today. Go and buy those and put it in your car. You can listen to it in your car too. If you have a CD player, do people still have CD players? I have a CD player in my car, so <laughs> you can listen to it on your MP3 or whatever uh, in your car. Jim Rohn is great. I listened to his stuff for like a year straight in my car as I was driving. Uh, and it's... our whole family, our 16 years old, know Jim Rohn. Really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. Jim Rohn. The whole He's... family knows Jim Rohn and and uh, reach that for that. Yes, those are two great resources. Well, and the for, rest of the books that we read, that we listen to. But yeah, those two is like, yeah, it, they're the Bibles. And <laughs> right? that's like getting your mind right, the philosophy, like getting the, you know, get your head head in the right spot. Um, philosophy. Philosophy. Yeah, he's, he's an old guy. He kind of talks a little unique, but it's fantastic content, I promise. But yeah, like you're the average of your five best friends. So like this guy is about to go to rehab again and... What the the guy that the connector that I was with, he's like, we got to find the right. It's all about getting him into the right rehab place because we want him around the, the people that are going to lead him in the right direction. So it's like if you can get these and, and even you can be proactive about it, too. When I realized I could I mean, it's not like you want to fire friends, but like you can choose your friends. Right. I mean, you you can love your friends. You can love your family. You can love them. You don't stop loving them. But hang out with people with similar interests to you, like-minded people. And then you have the time for your family and friends. And then you have the time where you're going to be growing and getting out of this burnout experience. And that's going to be where you're going to be spending most of your time if you really want to heal and if you really want to take control of your life again. Yeah. So if you're, if you're buddies, you sit around, you know, after work and they're like, oh, work sucks. I'm doing nothing about it. You know, stop hanging out with them. Like go, I mean, you, you can still love them, but like you got to, the time that's, that's terrible for your mentality. It just kind of rubs off onto you, even if you don't really realize it. But I love, I love those action items. They're very good. So where can people find you if they're interested in, in learning more about your coaching and your services and your, you got a great podcast too. You got all kinds of stuff. Thank you. I love my podcast. I have to say I like it. It's called Design Your Physician Life. So you can find us on any platform, Apple, Google, Spotify. It comes through Buzzsprout for those who know Buzzsprout. And it's called Design Your Physician Life. And there uh, you will learn specific tips that you can work right away and uh, trying to, to define really what you want to do. We have alternatives. We have successful physicians for the most part who have done this before. They have nothing different. 
than you have as a physician. We don't. We just we just decided to take action. Uh, we decided to learn about ourselves and just decided to go for it so that we can either continue to be a you know servicing our patients or decide a different pathway as physicians. The other one is the main one is uh, Maxalur. It's maxalur.com. M-A-X-A-L-L-U-R-E. And that's our mastermind, our physician entrepreneur mastermind. Actually, our next cohort is started on is starting on uh, in August at the end of August. So we only take ten people. So we we please recommend that if you wanted, we do ten people per cohort. And there you, it's a six month commitment once a week, and we get to really meet each other. We become friends to the point that I. Just last week, I was at one of them's wedding, and we met online. Oh yeah, so you're involved in it with with the masterminds. I'm I'm absolutely like I learned the same you know with everybody. I'm I'm the facilitator of the mastermind. Different from other masterminds is one is for physicians. Number two is small groups, and we have one on one coaching with different uh, coaches that you're gonna go through one on one. You get coached privately by me by a project management expert you also get coached in front of the group by an expert who has done what you want to do once we identify what you want uh, or something that could help you we get you a coach that you either want to get if I can get them I'll get them from you for you or um, or I have you know I know who's going to help you and and we bring them and everybody goes that grows that way and at the end you live with a blueprint specific blueprint of what your next three months can look like after you leave us. But I, you know, by then you've learned so many opportunities, alternatives that it's, it's really mind opening. People are getting this, um, how do you call me? You know, they, they're, they're transforming their lives, getting back in control. Yep. They're not lost. They tell you like, I was so lost here now that I'm doing so much better. So maxalur.com come and join one of our webinars. They're coming now later in July. And then you can also, you know, this is 2022. And then you can also go to our um, sign up. Sign up. We start at the end of August 2022. Yeah, I'm a big fan of mastermind the setup of or, or study groups or, you know, working with your peers, especially mastermind is great because, you know, when you have a facilitator uh, and if you can pair it up with like what you're looking to do, you can kind of like leverage uh, other people and you know, their success and kind of learn from them. And, you know, because what unfortunately happens a lot of times we try to do things alone and that's not a great way, way to go. I mean, we can't, we can only get so far alone and we have to ultimately work with other people. And I think that's, that's where it's at, especially intentionally selecting these other people that are, you know, right in the wheelhouse of what you, uh, and there's the accountability of kind of working through that process. So, I mean, for people that are, really wanting to move that direction. I mean, the mastermind setup is like fantastic. I mean, that's, that's, trust that's me, I'll make you accountable. Like every week we report in front of each other. So we have, we have accountability. So every week we have what we call the, the minute of accountability. So you have a minute to tell us what you've done, exactly what you've done for your business in the last week. And then we have the support. So we have the support of the community. We have the support of all these coaches and then the, the coaching itself that happens. And you'll have, um, uh, we have a curriculum that we've identified based on our previous masterminds, things that people really ask regularly. And we have workshops and challenges and our Facebook groups and things that you really have to grow 
Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Well, it's been fun and uh, appreciate you coming on today. Well, thank you very much for having us and thanks for all you do for us physicians. Thank you for having this podcast. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please give us a review on iTunes and share with a friend. Also check out our website at financeforphysicians.co for all sorts of additional content. See you next time. Finance for Physicians is not an investment, tax, legal, or financial advisor. All content included in this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial tax or legal advice. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representations are made by Finance for Physicians as to another party's informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation. If you don't have an advisor or would like a second opinion, feel free to check out our website for recommended advisors.